Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. word as accessible while remaining true as possible, which is why often we use different translations to emphasize different things. It's not to bend it to our needs because we still teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. But what we always recommend, what I highly recommend is that you find some kind of app or website that help when, when there's something you want to understand more that takes you to the original language. Have you ever read the Bible and thought, this sounds like old English? Well, in today's message, Pastor Elizabeth will remind you that there are many versions of the Bible. Some are direct translations, some are paraphrases of differing versions, and some are just plain wrong. Choose the version that helps you understand. Now let's join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as they continue their message questions. they try to do is make the Bible accessible for the everyday person. So they speak in, in daily language to make it accessible, which is what Jesus did when he spoke on earth. But they may sacrifice some of the original nuances in making it accessible to do so. If you know that, then it's okay. You can go back and find the nuances when you need them in another translation. And then there's the flip side, there are those who hold so precisely to the original translation that it's almost like they just took English words for the either Greek, Aramaic, or Hebrew, and, and it's almost unreadable to the average person because of that. So it, if you know sort of what either translation is about, you can use it as a tool. But, but I, like Robert and I, none of us are Bible scholars. We know that most of our congregation is not. Most of Jesus' disciples were not. So we try to make the word as accessible while remaining true as possible, which is why often we use different translations to emphasize different things. It's not to bend it to our needs because we still teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. But what we always recommend, what I highly recommend, is that you find some kind of app or website that help, when, when there's something you want to understand more, that takes you to the original language. And, and it's not like I expect, we don't read Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic, either one of us, but it has a dictionary so that you can see the intention of the original word. So. For me, and, and can, let me just can I just quickly address that? Yeah. The because the way they the way they do that the the, the dictionaries or the lexicons they 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 look at the common Greek word. They look at every instance that is used in the Bible. They look at how it was used in the Septuagint, which was the. Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, 
Then they look at classical Greek literature. How was it used? If it was used, because like the word agape, akabao, wasn't used in any of the classical Greek literature that you know, was available over the last 400 years to, to take a look at. It just, it's, it, it's not in there. There are words that they think, you know, the Greek scholars think maybe Paul actually coined for the purpose of expressing, you know, a, a certain concept or idea, whatever. But if you, if you understand how, how they do this, and one of the things that I like about using the dictionaries and the lexicons, you can, actually, you can actually look at every single time the Greek word was used in the New Testament. And so you can do it yourself. That's kind of what I'm saying. You can look at how that word was, was used. But I talked about the word nations. The gospel is going to be shared. This gospel of the kingdom, you know, it's going to be um, preached to all the nations. And I told you that the word is actually most commonly translated Gentiles. But it means groups of people, people groups, the word ethnos in the Greek. And when you, you know, if you dig in a little bit deeper, and like Elizabeth said, I, I love comparing the different translations because I can get different nuances because language changes rapidly. She gets laughed at now when she goes home to Denmark and speaks Danish because her Danish is outdated. like 30 years old. Yeah. It's the, the, the language has moved on just a little bit. The, the thing about arguing about the different translations, which I, I don't go there. there. There are some that I say, you know, that's okay, that's heresy. You should just completely avoid that one because they've... You know, they've made, they've neutered God completely in that, or, or they've taken verses out or something like that. But there, there are those that are bad. But for the most part, um, you've got, tr you know, the, the, the translators took the original Greek and did their best to translate it into English. Jesus, Peter, for the most part, Paul, they weren't speaking Greek. It was written down in Greek. They were actually speaking Aramaic. They weren't even speaking Hebrew. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it was, it was already translated from Aramaic to Greek when they wrote it down. And, and then they're, they're taking you know, the Greek and translating that, like the the you know the authorized version, the King James version, it was you know translating from Greek then to that ancient form of English, and so you have, for example, the New King James version is not really a translation; it's a modernization of the authorized version. And a lot of times, I'll compare the two. I'll I'll look at both just to see how is it phrased in the old, how is it phrased in the new. The new American Standard Bible is a translation from the 70s. And again, not actually a translation. It was a modernization of the American Standard Bible from 1901, 
1901 or 190 something, I forget now, that is considered to be one of the more scholarly modern translations as opposed to the authorized King James from the 1600s. Do you understand? Some are actually translations. King James was an actual translation from Greek manuscripts. But one of the little nuances is the fact that you have a lot of different Greek manuscripts. And sometimes you'll see in a footnote in your study Bible, you'll see something that they've italicized or, or, or you know, whatever. And, and at the you know, footnote and, you know, a little number. And at the bottom, you'll see not in the best manuscripts or not in the better manuscripts. That's because they're using different manuscripts. And some relied more heavily on this group, some relied more heavily on that group. And you know, you, you have, listen to me carefully, you have some extremely minor little things, which is when you look at the footnotes, it's like, okay, I don't really care, that doesn't, that didn't take anything out of the sense of the of this statement, the sense of the passage, right? Last thing though on that subject, you have some like the New Living Translation or the Living Bible that are paraphrases. The message, it's a paraphrase. It's not a translation at all. It can be a useful tool, but be careful with paraphrases. Because in a paraphrase, it's like sometimes I'll say to you, you know, jokingly in a sermon on Sunday morning, that's the Pastor Robert version that I just gave you. Well, it's like somebody's opinion. Do you see what I mean? Like the, the living Bible, the, the message, um, the NIV in a sense, these, these are to some extent paraphrases. You're getting more opinion than scholarship, okay? I mean, the thing that you can't, the thing we can't risk is that you go away from here thinking, oh, it's, it's a bit flimsy, this whole thing about the word. It is the translations that may be flimsy. It is not the word of God itself that depending on your interest, you can find the veracity, the historical veracity of the original documents are incomparable to any other historical documents in terms of how provable they are. There's more proof for this like than Abraham Lincoln existed. There is so much more proof that this word, and I'm talking historical, literary proof, that the original documents are indeed I mean, in a class entirely of their own. So what we are discussing is the translations. Like, you must not miss that nuance. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary Miami Beach. Join us at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., or at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. 
We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Thank you.